God, indeed. We are now going to think about that story, which is a very, very dramatic story. I'm very excited to do it. And before we do, because I believe it's God's story, it's God's word, we're going to pray to God that he will help us to grasp what's going on and uh, to feel its power and what it's all about. So let's pray. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would speak to us in these next few minutes together, young and old, all of us. We pray that your Holy Spirit will be working powerfully among the whole of us gathered congregation this morning and, and uh, help us to see more clearly uh, who you are and what it means to find you and to follow you. We pray this by the power of your spirit and in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, well, God's work does not usually go smoothly. Um, I've been uh, in working for churches for quite a few years now, and I can tell you that is definitely the case. It doesn't always run smoothly how you would expect it to. It always does work out because God sees to that, but it doesn't always go how you think it's going to go. Just ask Elijah. Elijah is the person we've been thinking about. He was a prophet, perhaps one of the greatest prophets, a, a, a person who speaks from God. And Elijah, he knew that God's work didn't run smooth. We've been thinking about Elijah in our all-age services for the first few months of this year. And last month, Adam told us the story. Do you remember, those of you who are in church, do you remember the fire that was here that Adam had? It wasn't a real fire. It was, like a, it was, like a, it was brilliant, though. It looked like a real fire. And it was all about when Elijah was on the top of the mountain, Mount Carmel it was called, and all the, all the prophets of the false god, Baal, were all there. And the prophets of the false god, Baal, were trying to, were trying to pray to their false god, Baal, to make fire come down from heaven. But because it, it didn't work, because Baal was, well, he, he was a false, he wasn't real. But then Elijah prayed and said, Lord, let the fire come down. And the Lord, the living God of Israel, boom, sent the fire and it burnt up all that was on the top of the mountain. It was a great victory. And you would think, oh, well, that's simple now. The Lord's won. It's all fine now. Ah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't all fine because there was a woman called Jezebel. And Jezebel, she was the wife of King Ahab, the king of Israel. And Jezebel heard what Elijah had done. And rather than say, oh, that's it, the Lord is God, I admit it. The Lord is God, that's all fine, I admit it now. She said, Elijah, I'm going to kill you. Well, it didn't quite work out as Elijah thought. Elijah, I'm going to say a couple of things about him in this first part of my talk. I'm going to come back in a little while, do a second part. I'm going to say a couple of things about Elijah, though, now. First of all, he was broken against a brick wall of unbelief. Broken against a brick wall of unbelief. Have you ever run into a brick wall? Have you ever run into a, have you ever run, run into a stone wall? Have you ever run into a door that's shut, like at full speed? Children, would you like to come to the front? Because I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that very thing now. <laughs> if you've never run headlong at full speed into a wall, then now's your chance to do it. Have you wanted to do that? Look, lots of, lots of highly sensible people have done it. Down. What's that? You're going to punch that door down. I think, I, well, I think that's, very, I think that's fighting talk. Do you, sit, sit down. I'm going, to, I'm going to choose someone to have a run against it. But first of all, we need some stone wall type um, people behind the stone wall. I wonder if Toddle, would you mind coming up and Adam? Um, and we're going to just, I'm just going to ask you, I'm exceedingly strong, you see, so I can move this stone wall. 
<laughs> there we go. So if Adam and Toddle stand behind our stone wall, right behind it, out of sight, gentlemen, thank you very much. Right, who wants to run at our stone wall? Reggie, I think seeing as you've been baptized, um, I think it would be a good idea. Run as hard as you can at the stone wall and, s and see if you can get through it. Oh, right, okay. You run against the stone wall. Anyone else want to run against the stone wall? Okay, come on, you can't have a run against the stone wall. Here we go. Here we come. One, two, three. I think you chickened out at the last minute. Did, did you? You slowed up a bit at the last minute. Come on, we want to see full-on speed into the wall. Come on, then. You're going to have a go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <clears throat> she bounced off the brick wall. That's good. Come on, then. Come and have a go. <clears throat> three, two, one. Boom. No, oh, he didn't get very far. It's good running against a brick wall. Have you ever done it? Have you ever walked full on into a lamppost? I think it must be quite painful. Do you want to, there you go. Do you want to have a go? You have a go as well. You can all have a go at the end if you want. You're all slurring up. Shall I do it really fast? Yeah. No, I'm not going to actually. I think, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I am because I think, I think I might, I'm so strong, I might knock those two little guys flying behind the, <laughs> I don't, who's not had a go? Put your hand if you're not had a go. Okay, go on. If you've not had a go, quick line up and go. Go. One. Off you go. Back wall. That's, that's serious business. Well done. Bosh. Well done. That was commitment. Bang. Okay. All right, last go. There you go. Here we go. One more. Now for a big one. We're talking about running into brick walls. Bang. Okay. Elijah, thank you. Um, Todd or and Adam, you can put it back on the chair. We are talking about running into brick walls and... Bang! When you run into a brick wall, it's not good. I mean, that obviously, that, do you know what that is actually behind them? Can anyone guess? Adam. It's a bed. It is actually a mattress. Oh, well, it was Adam. Yeah, it was Adam and Toddle, but it was actually, no, there was a mattress. I, I, I admit, I, I'm prepared to tell you my tricks. It was actually a mattress. But um, you were running into the brick wall, and that's what Elijah had done. Elijah ran into a brick wall, the brick wall of unbelief. He thought, I've won now, or rather the Lord has won. Everybody will believe in him now. Surely everyone will believe in him. But no, he ran into a brick wall of Jezebel's unbelief. And as a result, he, well, actually, he was broken. He was broke. You know, you just bounced off that brick wall. He was broken. He was absolutely gutted. His heart, he was just like, this is awful. I can't, he's just, this is pointless. What, I can't, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm, and he ran. He ran about a hundred miles. And if you ran about a hundred miles, you would be quite tired. And Elijah was absolutely tired. He was emotionally, physically wrecked. And he ran about a hundred miles um, because he was broken. It wasn't that he was frightened of Jezebel, um, exactly. It was more that he was absolutely shattered by her stubbornness. And Jesus, actually, interestingly, was the same. When Jesus found that people wouldn't believe and trust in him, even though he had healed the sick, raised the dead, calmed the storm, and all these things with just a word, obviously he was the Lord God. But people just wouldn't believe. They just absolutely wouldn't. And Jesus, as well, it, 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 it dismayed him. It was like, it was, oh! But Elijah was absolutely broken. So Elijah runs um, all the way. Who's going to be quickly going to be our Elijah? Who's going to be our Elijah? Okay, Sophie, you can come and be our Elijah. So, basically, you run 100 miles. You run 100 miles here. 
come on, are you running? And then, a collapse in a heap. Okay, so collapses in a heap. No, that's not a heap, that's your laughing. Come on, you're, you're collapsed in a heap. <clears throat> Thank you, that's better. Right, so there's Elijah, and Elijah has there. So Elijah, broken against a wall of unbelief. But then, here's something wonderful. Elijah revived by the grace of God. So God came, the, uh, in the, the Son of God came in the form of a, the angel of the Lord. It's how, sometimes how he appears when he appears in, a, in amazing ways in the Old Testament part of the Bible. Came and, well, have we got any refreshments in the, um, in the family? Can we, we need an adult to go there. So, Nico, would you mind going through in, into the um, creche room over there and they'll load you up with things and bring them to the front. Thank you very much. So, there's Elijah in desperate need, body wrecked, mind wrecked, spirit wrecked, everything wrecked. But the Lord comes and tends um, Elijah. How are you doing, Elijah? No, you can't get up yet because for the purposes of this illustration, you're wrecked, remember? You're too wrecked to get up. And, um, but do you think Nico's coming? Where's he gone? Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, look at this. What's he got? This is because this is, what the, this is what the angel of the Lord brought to Elijah to revive him. He, he's so, so wonderful how he says, Nico, thank you very much. Oh, look at this. He brought Elijah water. Thanks, Nico. Water and, oh, hot rolls. Look, feel those. Are those hot? Yeah. They're warm, hot rolls. Look at that. Oh, straight, straight out of the oven. They were baked, they're cold baked rolls the Lord brought to him to revive him. And look at that. It's beautiful. Would you like one, Rita? Would you like a would you like a hot roll? Anybody for a hot roll? Oh, you would like a hot roll. You would like a hot roll as well. <clears throat> Can I just tell you my, my issue with this is that these rolls I know are gonna be very crummy. So, so, so I, the issue is I wanna have one. Well, I wouldn't mind actually but I'm going to save myself for the cake afterwards. So what I'm going to do, if you'd like a hot roll, because this is the end of part one of our, of our talk, Anya's going to come and lead us in some prayers in a moment. So if you would like to have one of my hot rolls, I've actually only got six here, um, but if you'd like one, you can have it, but I want you to take as much care as you can not to leave crumbs all over the floor, because I know what these are like. They're quite crummy, all right? So here we go. There's a, there's a thing. Look, I'll break them. There you go. There's yours. There's yours. And there, so no, it's okay, don't you go, so you can go back, when you've got your thing, go back to your seat. Um, oh, look at these, it's like the seagulls have arrived. But, oh, that's all right. Mine, mine. Right, so take, take as much care as you can not to get crumbs everywhere. What's that? Yeah, you can go back to your seat. That's right, there we go. Have a bit of bread. Have a bit of bread because that's what the Lord gave to Elijah. There you go. What's that? Uh, they are 
right, if you're, if you're in any doubt, probably best not to. Yeah. I think that's good. Right, I think that was wise. So, the Lord brought these beautiful hot rolls for Elijah and said, I'm going to revive you. He'd eaten the bread and drunk the water and the Lord had encouraged him, sent him on his journey and said, go to somewhere else. Now, he sent him to a particularly interesting place. He sent him to a place called Mount Horeb. It's also known as Mount Sinai. Interestingly, it was exactly the place where Moses had received the law, the Ten Commandments, the place where God had met his people and made a great promise to them to be their God and assured them that they would be his people. So the Lord says, go to Horeb and I'm going to meet you there. Children, come to the front, please, and we're going to find out what happens. So, um, if you'd like to come up to the front, basically, Elijah ends up at Horeb and goes into a cave. Do we have a cave anywhere in the building? Is there a cave? Anyone spot a cave? Yes, there's a cave. Lo and behold, it came to pass that there was a cave. Please be seated, children. And who is going to go into our cave and be our Elijah for the next bit? Would you like to do it? What's your name? David, 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 David. David, you go into the cave. Right. So, he's in the cave. Now, the question, so the, in you go, go on, up you go the steps. Right in. Excellent. So, that's where Elijah was. Now, the Lord, the Lord God had said, I'm going to meet you. Question is, how would he turn up? How would Elijah meet him? What would it be like? When the Lord, the one who made all the heavens and the earth, the stars and the sun and the moon and the seas and everything, what would it be like when he turned up? Well, that's what we're about to find out. So, the Lord said to Elijah, he said, Elijah, step out of your cave. I'm about to pass by. So he steps just the entrance to the cave, wondering what's going to happen. And the next thing that happened was there was a mighty wind. A wind that shattered the rocks and that made everything go... Well, he must have been terrified. But the Lord was not in the wind. What would happen next? Then came an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. What would come next? Fire! But the Lord was not in the fire. How is the Lord going to come? What next? I've seen the wind that rips the rocks to pieces. I've seen the, the fire that burns everything up. The ground has shaken. What will it be like when the Lord speaks? Better look at the Bible. After the, earth, after the wind came an earthquake, after an earthquake came the fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. 
exactly the Lord whispered to him. Elijah, Elijah, he said, what are you doing here? Isn't that interesting? The Lord, oh, the Lord made the earthquake, wind, and fire. He's bigger than the earthquake, wind, and fire put together. But that's not how he speaks to his precious, beloved children. He speaks in the quiet whisper of his word, of what he's already said. That's why he took Elijah to Horeb, the place of the word, the place where God had spoken the word to Moses. He took him there, as if to say, Elijah, it's the same one. I'm the same God who's spoken to your people. It's me. It's me, the Lord. And I've got you. Everything that I've said, I still say. And I have you safe in my hands. And I have everything in the situation. Jezebel, the stubborn one, the brick wall who wouldn't change, don't worry about her. I've got her in hand. Don't worry about all the people in the country who will not worship me. Don't worry, I've got them in hand. It's really interesting, you know, when people are seeking God, are you seeking God, wondering how God would speak to you, thinking, I don't even know where to start? Well, here's the clue. This is how God will speak to you. Not in the earthquake, wind and fire. Not in some great, massive spiritual experience. I mean, he might do, he can do. But that's not usually how he does it. He usually takes you to the Word, to the Bible, and he gently opens your eyes so that you can see that what you read and hear is exactly who he is. That's how we find him. So he speaks to Elijah in the gentle whisper. And then he has another wonderful message for Elijah. He says, look, Elijah, I've got... He says, you're right, because Elijah makes a complaint. The Lord says to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah comes out and says... Basically, he has a good moan, a little bit like Reggie in the water earlier on, except he didn't say, it's cold. He said, he said, all the people have turned away from you. They've killed the prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. And the Lord says, Elijah, don't worry. He says, you're right. He says, the people, he says, you're absolutely right. You're not wrong, but I'm going to deal with the people. Just don't you worry about it. And he says, anyway, you're not the only one left. He says, there are 7,000 in Israel who still trust me. There are 7,000. I've got them. I'll build a new people through them. And I'm going to raise up the armies of the foreign the nations around you to get rid of Jezebel, just like I promised I would right back here in the, in the word. That's how God speaks to us. In his word, still small voice coming to us from the word he's always said and always says. So, Elijah, what did he do? He ran into a brick wall of Jezebel's unbelief. He ran all the way, but the Lord revived him by his amazing grace. And then, the Lord, he, he um, came to him in the gentle whisper, and he said to him, I know this is not working out how you thought it would work out, Elijah, but it's going exactly how I planned. Don't worry, it's all right. I've got it all in hand. So, children, you go and sit down. And uh, thank you very much, Elijah.
That's your name now, isn't it, Elijah? No, it's not. It's David, isn't it? David, he's another great person in the Bible, David. We could tell lots of stories about David. So, never lose heart. I've, I've addressed people who might be seeking God and wondering how to find him. And I've told you, you find, actually, you find him here. You find him as you come to the, the same old word he's always spoken. And he will speak quietly and gently to you there. But what about those of us who are committed to him already and are following him? Sometimes we can get so discouraged. And we can think in a, in a society that increasingly thinks that the claims of Jesus and of the Bible are not only ridiculous and false, but also immoral and wrong. That's, we can, we're tempted to get overwhelmed by it and think, oh, it's all going wrong. You know, then you hear the statistic of churches shrinking. Oh, it's all going wrong. And you think, it's all, oh, it's all, and you, and you share your faith with somebody and they just will not believe it. You think, oh, it's all a disaster. No, says the Lord, it's not. I'm in control. I've got it. Don't worry. Keep going. I'm whispering to you. I'll revive you along the way. I've got my cause, my kingdom. It's in my hands and I will carry you. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. The Lord is still speaking. He's still working, even though, as I said at the beginning, it doesn't always work out like you think it's going to. It does always work out because it's him who's at work. Let's pray before we sing our final song. God, our Father, we give you great thanks and praise that you have spoken um, to us in the, the word, ultimately in Jesus. And the same Jesus who walked the earth those years ago is still the same one who we must meet today. Speak to us, we pray. We pray for those seeking you who haven't yet found you, to find you in the still, small voice of your word, the scriptures, the Bible. And we pray for those of us who are tempted to be discouraged and think, oh, what's the point? We're not getting anywhere. May we find encouragement from this wonderful story of Elijah. We ask it, Father, in Jesus' name.